Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender, pass me a drink. A reason that I'm here is I need time to think. All the ways of the world. Welcome back to Hey, Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the evening. I am the Dude. Or you can call me Anthony. It just all depends on what you want to do. How's everybody doing during this nasty little quarantine that we got going on here? This is worldwide, people. So if I got listeners on the other side of the world from me, uh, welcome. I wish I could say uh, uh, other forms of welcome or hi, how you doing in different languages, but I don't know them. So uh, have somebody translate for you. Or if you know English, then translate it to everybody else. Stick around in this podcast. We're going to be listening to uh, the single Fortune Teller by the Jason Perry Trio. We're going to be talking about some various bartending things. Sometimes my mind wanders. I start off with the concept of what to talk about, and then I just go really off the map. Uh, we're also, But most importantly, we got to start off with a drink special. That's right. This drink I stole off of Instagram from... Uh, profile named spirit underscore fellow this drink is called the raspberry and lime cobbler how you uh what you're going to need for this 50 milliliters of vodka 50 milliliters of raspberry pure or just 10 fresh raspberries half lime cut on quarters now what you're going to do is you're going to get your shaker put some ice in there you're going to put your vodka and your raspberries and your limes and muddle the hell out of those then close up your shaker that is a very very important step that I never covered but uh, some people need to know this Cover, uh, close your shaker shake the shit out of it and uh, then get some crushed ice put it in your glass fill up the glass with what's in your shaker add a little bit of extra uh, crushed ice if you get, uh, feel the need to and then top it off with soda uh, that's and that's how you make that. You garnish it with a lime wheel, raspberry, and mint head. So, uh, if you want to know more about this drink, get on to www.heybartenderpodcast.com where I'll post a picture of it and the ingredients again. And uh, go check out Spirit underscore Fellow on Instagram. He's got some great stuff out there. Hey, if, uh, remember if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, if you just want to submit me a drink, you want me to play your new ba- uh, new song by your band. Or you want to be a part of the show and uh, be on my show, all you have to do is email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and we can make that happen. Hey, uh, have you checked out heybartenderpodcast.com lately? I got a new shirt on there with the Hey Bartender Podcast motto on it. It's awesome. Uh, If you don't know what the motto is, I'll say it eventually at, uh, at the end of the show, so you'll figure it out eventually. So... Let's get this show started. Uh, how do you start off with the show when nobody out there is bartending right now? I mean, 
this whole thing's worldwide, and we're all quarantined. Nobody can go out. Nobody, uh, probably a lot of people have some really groovy drunk stories, but it's all. So I was at home. And they it, it, when you have a drunk story, uh, when a drunk story starts off with "so I was at home," it's not as funny. In fact, sometimes it's mostly tragic because you uh, did something a little bit worse than what you would do in uh doing a bar i mean sure in a bar you can get in a fight but uh if you get in a fight at your home uh really bad things can happen so uh or i passed out on the floor at my home well there's nothing funny about that because uh nobody took the time to draw uh genitals on your face or take pictures well maybe your significant other might have taken pictures of you while you're laying there drooling on the floor and the dog was humping you. Uh, that's, that was probably inappropriate. I'm going to leave it in anyway. I don't care. I did hear a story about, uh, where, uh, girls said that she was, uh, having a house party and, uh, she spilled her beer and then she screamed, ah, party fell. And then started, uh, trying to lick the, jokingly lick the beer up off the floor but her saint bernard kind of took advantage of her being on all fours <laughs> and a uh, dog that big on a uh, on a small girl like she was <laughs> scary but i don't want to talk about that that's not what this podcast is about we are quarantined still people and i really appreciate you guys listening to my podcast in fact i have reached over 3,000 downloads since December. And I want to thank all of you who listen. I want to thank all of you who tell your friends. I want to thank all of you who uh, check out the Facebook page, the Instagram. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. But, you know, we're all quarantined. We are all bored to tears. Netflix has lost its luster. In fact, I'm even getting tired of watching TV, and I spend too much time watching TV. But I'm tired of watching TV. I uh, Depression, I think, uh, is what some people would say is setting in where you're just basically sitting in the house staring at the wall, thinking, oh, what do I do now? I can't go anywhere. Uh you know, I'm not going to, you know, I might need groceries, but I'm not going to stand in that line that completely wraps around the store uh, just to get in because they have a limit of 50 people only in the store. Uh, you, you just, your all of your energy is just gone. And, uh, you know, I'm, I keep searching the internet for people that have good bar stories searching for people that want to uh that want to be on the show and people just aren't into it right now they're just kind of hmm. and i feel their pain and, and those people that in washington decided to uh you know to protest you know we want to open back up the state end this quarantine now well um good for you guys I'm not going to talk shit about you guys just because I don't know what your whole story is because I don't pay attention to the news, really. But uh, uh, all you people, I understand that you people are basically cut off from the whole world. And I understand it because I live in a different state than my family does. And I can't leave this state because 
flight co- uh, uh, being able to get onto a flight or uh, being able to drive across uh, different states because I heard some states aren't even letting people from other states go through and not being able to get a hotel. Uh, you know, in you know, calling the family's good using uh, Zoom, FaceTime, or uh, all that stuff. That's that's all fine and dandy, but uh, when you're in this mode, you're like almost neutral. Uh, it, you want a little bit more, don't you? That's why we want to go visit our friends, but we really can't go visit our friends uh, really because we can't. Uh, everybody's locked down in quarantine. Uh, we want to uh, go to the store, buy something stupid, and just to make yourself feel better. But you can't because, like I said, some stores, they are only allowing 50 people in at a time, or some stores are closed completely because they're non-essential. And that it's, it's some, or just go and be around people, the human interaction. That's why bars are uh, so popular. I mean, the alcohol, I'm sure, brings a lot of people in. Uh, you know, that's a big, big selling point for most bars. But to be around people, even if it's just the bartender, the bartender's going to stand there and keep you company. And a uh, place where you can smile, you can laugh. It's... But right now, people are suffering from a lack of human interaction. I mean, you do feel sorry for the guys uh, that spend most of their time at the, uh, well, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant, but the restaurants where the women are dressed scantily and, uh, you know, they can only drive up and get to-go orders. And sure, maybe the girls might, uh, and I do mean girls because, I'd never seen a uh, a guy uh, wait in the restaurant, uh, a waiter in those restaurants, and uh, they come out. They got a mask on. They're wearing their uniform, but that's it. You, uh, and girls, you know what? I don't know if there is that type of restaurant out there for women. I don't know if there would be any money to be made there, guy. Guy's not wearing, a, you know, like a Chippendales style restaurant. Guy's just wearing a bow tie or kilt, no shirt. Uh, I don't think the no shirt thing would work, mostly because that whole no shoes, no shirt rule. But uh, I don't know. One of you guys that are thinking about opening a restaurant, guys or girls who are thinking about opening your own restaurant with a theme, let me know if you open something up that has that sort of thing. If, you know, see if it works. But at this point, uh, uh, I've been seeing a lot of memes uh, lately about what they would do first after this quarantine is over. And I agree with a lot of the more seasoned people out there who say, well, if we open up at the beginning of May where everybody can go out, I'm going to give it till June to get uh, let all of the uh, uh, the rookies or the overly desperate people, let let them have their time. Then I'll start to go out because, yeah, we're all desperate for human interaction. So we're going to hit our favorite bar to be able to see our friends again uh, or talk to our bartender again. uh, But or go to the store and, you know, 
buy a new shirt or uh, restock up on all the stuff that you thought you were out of. And there are some people I'm not sure out there that probably don't have to buy toilet paper for probably another year and a half, but, uh, or more, but, you know, just be able to feel like you have freedom again. You still, to me right now, you still have the same freedoms. It's just, we're kind of, um, protecting ourselves and the, you know, I've heard a handful of stories where, um, people decide to throw a COVID party, COVID or coronavirus party. They think, yeah, okay, we're out of, we don't have to go to work. We don't have to go to school. Let's party. And then they invite, you know, the entire neighborhood over to their house. They invite all their friends and, you know, drink party. And then all of a sudden a week or two later, they've got at least half of the people that showed up, um, testing positive for uh, coronavirus and maybe eight or 10 people now in the hospital because they have full blown coronavirus. Uh, You know, get the stupid, uh, get the stupid ideas out of the system. That's what I'm saying. When this whole coronavirus epidemic allows us to go outside and interact again. But the other first thing that some people are going to probably feel uh, extremely grateful to do as soon as they get out is go back to work. There's a lot of bartenders and waitresses out there that are uh, uh, don't are not working anymore. Uh, they're just sitting at home. They're uh, uh, like when I was interviewing Barb, I, when I was talking to her, she was saying that her unemployment check didn't even come close to match what she would make in, on, on an average night compared, you know, in, let alone a week. And uh, but then the government started giving extra money to some people uh, for unemployment. And I don't, I, I'd have to check back up, uh, check back with her if that uh, made things better or what. But there are also some restaurants out there that uh, are not going to make it if they can't open by May 1st. Because landlords, you know, they don't have any sympathy for this COVID. It, that you know what that that's one of the things that completely pisses me off um we shut down the country we uh basically told everybody stay home don't come out until it's safe okay there are some of us including myself that have what's quote unquote referred to as a essential job so i can still go to work but i have to take one or two extra precautions but the people that can't go to work, sure, they're getting unemployment, and sure, they're, uh, some of them are getting unemployment. Some people probably didn't qualify or whatever, or I'm sure there's a handful of reasons. But they're only getting unemployment. Most of the time, unemployment is barely enough to get by in a week, especially in the higher rent or real estate areas. And, uh, but I'm not talking about just real estate. I'm talking about anybody who requires that you give them money a month. Now, bartenders, servers, we all sit back and, uh, I, I used to sit with my, uh, my friend Shannon. I'd watch her do her bills. She, uh, would get her paycheck and then she would say, okay, this money's going here. 
uh, get her round up her paycheck and her tips and say, okay, this money's going to the house. This money's going to electricity. This money's going to cable. She had everything uh, perfectly set up. But if she were to go on unemployment all of a sudden, not making the tip money that she was, which was substantial, uh, some bills have, you know, have are all of a sudden have to take priority. Do I really need cable right now? Do I really need, uh, well, the more important things I need electricity. I need these walls around my, uh, around my body. I need this roof above my kid's head. And, but not one of the, any of, any of the bill collecting companies from real estate all the way down to yours, uh, your subscription to does anybody subscribe to magazines anymore? Anyway, they all want their money and there is no COVID-19, uh, thing that says, uh, you know, okay. If you have COVID-19 or if you're suffering from this, then, uh, you know, why don't you take a month off? Just, just take a month off. We'll tack this and we'll tack this at the end. And, uh, you know, from all the way from real estate to the barest bear, uh, for, uh, the least, uh, wanted thing. I mean, you can get rid of your newspaper subscriptions. You can get rid of your, uh, cable and go to internet only. Sometimes you can get rid of your internet and just, uh, go off your cell phone. And, but, uh, our cell, then you start to wonder our cell phones a necessity because, the human race got along for uh, got along for a long time before that without uh, cell phones, but that that's an argument for some other podcast. Uh, the thing is, but you know, the most encouraging thing, like my car payment, uh, most encouraging thing I ever got from them is, um, of course, I'm not unemployed right now, but it still made me laugh. They said, we understand that the COVID-19 is causing a strain on you, but we want to remind you, you can still pay your bill on time online. Okay, great. Thanks for the heads up. Not like that anybody pays their bills by check anymore. Does anybody out there still use checks or even have a checkbook? Oh, wait, I think I do. But I never use the damn thing. Uh, in fact, it weirds me out some of these bill collectors, they send uh they say we only accept uh money orders they don't take personal checks <laughs> probably because of guys like me is uh, i used to write bad checks all the time i was horrible about that but that, that's enough about that so what's going to happen you know where are we at right now are we in the middle of it or are we at the beginning of it are we at the end of it i'm never certain i just want everything to go back to normal i want to be able to go to a uh my favorite restaurant and sit down and eat some good food, have a good drink, and, you know, see some smiling faces. I'm a real people watcher. And, you know, and walk away from it. Uh, well, paying, paying my bill, of course. Walk away from it and not have to do the dishes. That's one of the groovy things about going to a restaurant, isn't it? You don't have to clean up after yourself, but you do, but you do pay for it. I make sure that the uh, waitresses, waiters... Uh, bartender, uh, you know, are well taken care of because most of the restaurants I go to, I'm pretty sure 
they tip out their bussers and stuff like that. If they don't tip out their buster bussers, that uh, probably uh, they probably suck. Uh, I do. I remember just remember it a long time ago. I used to work for a restaurant chain. Uh, I was a dishwasher, and this was just a job that I went to uh, when I wasn't at school because I needed the cash. And being a dishwasher sucks. So a uh, quick, quick reminder to you guys, you know, be nice to your dishwashers and your uh, bussers because that job just unbelievably sucks. It's just this wave of dishes and, well, not so much glass. We had dishes and glassware and uh, cutlery that just keeps flowing at you constantly in there. You never feel like you catch up until all of a sudden you turn around and they go, oh, the restaurant's been closed for a half hour. Shit, now I have to clean everything up. I got to pick up the mats. I got to clean off the workstation, uh, which means another hour's worth of work. Now, I didn't know that uh, waitresses and uh, bartenders tipped out uh you know, the other restaurant workers until I started working at that job. Uh, but it didn't happen very often. I think because I think they were a little upset with me that I didn't come up to pick up the, the bus trays very often, but I kept wondering instead of putting myself on a schedule, okay, it's been about 20 minutes time to go up, go upstairs and, uh, check the bus, the bus tubs. And, uh, I just kept going on the dishes, just kept going and going and going and thinking that uh, there's going to be a break here soon. There's going to, there's got to be a break here soon. Uh, but I never, I just kept going and going. I never, they never told me, Hey, every two hours, take a 15 minute break, take a lunch. Uh, it, I just kept going and going and it just sucked, but some of the waitresses felt a little bit sorry for me and give me a couple bucks at the end of the night. Always, always grateful for that. Um, the bartenders, uh, on my when I was on my way out, uh, they would uh, give me a couple bucks, but there's one bartender where I could guarantee that uh, I, never, I, I never expected to get tipped out but I can guarantee that he always told me, sorry, can't tip you out, slow night. And, you know, I'd look, I'd, he would forget to cover his tip jar or something like that, and I'd see it full, uh, com- uh, completely full because he didn't take anything out. He just kept throwing in. And, and I'd just look at him and say, whatever, that's great. Have a good night. And, uh, you know, yeah, that hurt my feelings a little bit. Uh, that the guy had to flat out lie to my face, but you know, uh, I tried my best. I worked my hardest, do the best I uh, do the best I could, and uh, but God, what a tiring job! I I mean, I would go home from washing dishes and just completely exhausted. Uh, but having a couple extra bucks, whether it was you know I got tipped out like five, ten bucks. Uh, as a, a dishwasher, always grateful to get that. And, uh, but you know, didn't happen every night. I didn't expect it every night cause I didn't know that people would do that. Uh, but it's like getting, uh, you know, getting a little, little bit of a bonus from your work right now. It's just, 
when your work takes uh in these days i've heard stories where the job uh they had the manager called up their employees and just said hey how you doing everything going okay uh, are you guys all set for everything you got enough toilet paper you got okay i uh, just wanted to check on you and uh, uh, hopefully this will be all over soon hope to see you back and that's got to give you a good feeling because how many managers out there would do such a thing actually let me speak up for the manager uh how many managers have time to think about doing such a thing because the managers do have a lot on their plate we just like to flip them shit that they don't do anything uh, come on, let's all be honest here. But they can't take the time to call their customers to make sure uh, that they'll come back when the restaurant reopens, if it's going to reopen. Sorry about some of you people out there that are probably looking at uh, closure, forced closure because for, uh, because of this whole pandemic. But uh, let's look on the bright side here for a few minutes. What are we all going to do when the coronavirus, when the quarantine is lifted? Uh, are we going to... Or has everybody already set plans? Are you sitting there waiting at your door? They go anytime now. Just their your hand shaking on the doorknob. Anytime now, they're gonna let us out. Anytime, you know, you're like reminiscent of a dog that knows that uh, its owner just woke up, and uh, you're gonna you're about to get fed that morning. You know, it's just oh oh, got it, get it so excited. But what do you really want to do? Uh, like, do you want to be able to, is the first thing you're going to want to do is get out of the house. Okay, cool. Once, what are you going to do once you get out of the house? Go see a movie, go, uh, to your favorite bar or restaurant. Uh, are you going to be happy, thrilled to go back to work? I mean, let's, let's face it. Uh, yes. Every single one of us bartenders and servers have those customers that annoy the living piss out of us. But once you get back to the bar, you're not going to mind them so much when you see them again, are you? You're going to kind of miss them. You're going to uh, sit back and say, hey, tell me about your kids. Because you know, I haven't heard about them in over a month. And you know, instead of feeling like, oh, God, they're going to talk about their kids again. And, you know, you know what? I'm busy. I got, you know, dishes I got to wash. I got, uh, you know, I better start cutting some fruit. Probably the only time that anybody took the time to really think about cutting fruit. But the, you know, what what else is there to do? Go visit family. Uh, but some of you bartenders and servers, you can't, once you, this quarantine is over, you can't just all, you know, all of a sudden say, Yay, the quarantine is over. I can travel freely again. I'm going to take two weeks work, uh, two weeks off from work so I can go see my family. I haven't seen them in so long. Uh, yeah, that probably won't happen. Let's get that idea out of our heads right now. Hey, what are the odds that one of us gets back behind the bar and all of a sudden somebody comes up and asks how to make a drink and all of a sudden your mind, compl- you know, a drink that you used to make for your bar customers all the time, something like an AMF. And then all of a sudden you space how the hell do I make that? And, you know, because we haven't been behind the bar in so long, uh, some of the information that we had might disappear. Uh, that would be weird. Uh, but don't worry, folks. Most of it's muscle memory, and uh, we all set up the bar according to us. And uh, it took, you know, it, in some other cases, it took a little bit of getting used to. 
uh, when I went from working at one bar to another bar because one bar, we had it set up the way I used to set it up. Uh, they taught me to set it up at bartending school. And when I went to another bar, the bartender there had the bottles set up for a lefty. Funny thing was, she wasn't a lefty, but she had it set up for left-handed pourers. And uh, she said, that's the way we do it here. Did I complain? Did I change things around uh, uh, when my bar shift? No, I got I got used to it. You know, all I had to do was just make sure I pay attention for the first couple time, uh, first couple days I pour drinks, because somebody sitting there going, "This buck crayon tastes like shit," and then all of a sudden I realized I put rye in there. Ugh. But keep in mind, after this uh, quarantine is over, I know all of you are itching to get back out in society, go get back to work, and feel free to do whatever it is. Uh, that you uh, want to do, but you got to keep in mind, you got to really prepare for this people. Uh, You got to remember, you got to do the things you need to do first. Here's my example. I got audited and uh, they told me I owed them a couple thousand dollars. And I was just like, I don't know where I'm going to get that money because I don't have that money right now. And they said, well, if you don't start paying us by this day, we're going to start taking it out of your paychecks. And I thought, well, I'll try to find the money as soon as I can. And I didn't. They started garnishing my wages. And I didn't have anything saved up. And so uh, they the money that they took from my paycheck left me with pocket change. I'm sitting there going, how am I going to make my house payment? How am I going to make my car payment? Uh, with only this pocket change. So I started uh, started doing what I uh, considered a really crappy idea, but I did it anyway. I started, uh, I saved the money that I got, uh, I was getting, uh, that I got after post-garnishment, was able to make my house payment, was able to make my car payment, and I spent, started paying bills with my credit cards. Some of you are probably doing that right now. I'm not going to talk down to any of you about it because it's what I had to do. It was my way. It was the way to survive after the whole garnishment thing was over. The government kind of made a little bit of mistake and had a bit of a fight with my employer because my employer kept sending him money. And I was like, God, you guys are killing me. And then, my employer was like, well, they got to give us an official letter saying that uh, uh, they no longer need money. And I, even the government's going, we sent them a letter. What's going on? And still for, you know, for two, three months straight, um, I, I was able to make my house payment, was able to make my car payment and paying my bills on my credit cards. But unfortunately, I was kind of... Uh, uh, kind of uh, not paying my credit cards, yeah, and just because they were my saving grace at the point for uh, in order to keep the lights on and keep the water running. So uh, once the whole garnishment thing was over, I uh, and they paid me back for all the overpay, and I was like, okay, now let's take a little bit of time and start sorting things out. 
These are the important ones. These are the very important ones. Okay, we gotta we gotta do this. And uh, thanks to uh, uh, the uh, my my tax returns for the following year, um, I was able to get back on track. I still owe a lot of money on credit cards just because of that whole um, that uh, that whole problem. Uh, you know, do your taxes, kids. And, but, uh, do your taxes right. I should actually say, but, uh, you know, it's a long, going to be a long process to get back on track. So I suggest to you people, once we're able to get back to work and make your steady wage, don't go nuts. Don't, you know, don't sit back and say, Oh, finally. So I can get back on Amazon, you know, after your first paycheck, Stand back, take a look at what your finances are and take a good look at what your finances are. Make sure you're not too far behind and then decide, is that water bottle really that necessary on Amazon? You know, the one that's like a ha- that's like a half a gallon that uh, you're supposed to drink how, uh, however much per hour. You know, you can probably uh, track that yourself without having a bottle that gauges that for you. Okay, people, time for me to take a break and uh, have a pee, have a drink. But while I'm gone, um, we're going to listen to this podcast's musical guest. It is the Jason Perry Trio from their album, Midnight Shenanigans. Here is the Jason Perry Trio with Fortune Teller. Thank you. 
Midnight Shenanigans, that was the Jason Perry Trio with their single Fortune Teller. If you want to find out more about Jason Perry, just get on his Facebook page to type in Jason Perry Music, or you want to hear more of his music, go to jasonperrytrio.bandcamp.com. Go check him out today. You know, I've been sitting back in the last week and even wondering what the whole dating scene is like right now. I... Uh, nobody, I, as far as I know, uh, not many people are meeting up because of this whole COVID-19 thing. And so I wonder if people are just, uh, you know, getting a cramp in their finger from, uh, swiping left or right, or are they making plans for as soon as the COVID-19 is over, they're going to go out and meet this person and just trying to carry on a text message conversation as long as they possibly can before they get sick of each other. Because, you know, that does happen, COVID-19 or not. You know, you talk to each other through text messaging or just plain messaging through whatever dating app or uh, messenger service. And uh, you might make plans to meet up, but they never come to fruition and you just kind of go about your separate ways. Kind of stinks, but, uh, you know, somebody, you know, you'd get through it eventually. But uh, I don't really don't. I wonder how people, how seriously people are taking it because, uh, you know, the popular dating staple is dinner and a movie. And you can't do either of those right now. Or, you know, maybe a drink and dinner or, you know, can't do that anymore. Uh, there are some parks and recreation places that are completely shut down. So you can't say, I can, I got an idea. Let's go for a hike. And they've even shut that down too. Uh, dating must well, uh, dating always sucks for me because I'm shy and introverted. But you know, dating uh, for other people, you know, I can only imagine what it's like for some of those people. That's probably why uh, you know social media is has become such. It's just oozing of desperation and loneliness right now. It's crazy. I mean. Come on, you people noticed that too, didn't you? Anyway, people, it's last call. Uh, last call for alcohol. Come up to my bar and get your drink. Otherwise, you ain't getting shit. There are no waitress on the, waitresses on the floor in my bar, at least not right now. So, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, Jason Perry Trio uh, for letting me use their song Fortune Teller. I'd also like to thank, um, you know, I should be more prepared when I start doing these things. Uh, um Oh, spirited, uh, spirit underscore fellow for letting me steal his drink off of his Instagram page. Uh, I'd like to thank all of the people that listen to my show. Thank you so much for getting me up to 3000 downloads 
since December. I say since December is because I started keeping track of it when I joined podbean.com. That's where I, uh, you know, distribute my podcast right now. And, uh, you know, take care of yourselves out there, people. I mean, yes, we are lonely. Yes, we're getting kind of desperate for human interaction. But trust me, it'll be okay soon. We'll all be able to get out and hug each other and see each other properly. And me, I can't wait. There are some friends out there uh, that I would love to see again. There's some family out there that uh, I'm extremely detached from right now, and I'd love to be able to uh, go see them as soon as possible. But until the next show, people, I want you to all remember, Hey Bartender Podcast wishes you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. I had to blow again. I said, hey, watch out.